Welcome to I Change the Narrative, a podcast for and about Black men, inspiring, supporting, and empowering Black men and Black boys. This episode of I Change the Narrative is sponsored by So Organic, So Suave, also known as Sauce. Sauce is a luxury hair care and skin care refuge for those with thick hair and melanin rich skin. From healthy beard growth to top of head hair styling to an illuminating skincare regimen, Sauce Essentials will naturally enhance your outer appearance to strengthen your inner confidence. Sauce invites you to accept the authenticity and real self-care and embrace your best. You can find Sauce's award-winning grooming essentials online at sossd.co. Again, that's sossd.co. You can also follow Sauce on Instagram for the latest in product news and updates at sossd.co. Elevate your grooming with Sauce today. So today's topic, we're talking about vitamin D deficiency and how it's a global health issue, yet an essential nutrient for the Black community. Before we start the conversation, I want to ask our guests to pre briefly tell us about yourself, where you're from, and the work that you're involved in that lends itself to the topic or the lived experience. Hi, thanks, thanks for inviting me. Uh, my name is Dr. Leslie Ray Matthews. I'm originally from Indianola, Mississippi, the hometown of E.B. King, the great blues singer. <clears throat> I graduated from the University of Mississippi Ole Miss uh, cum laude with a degree in chemistry. I attended medical school at the University of Mississippi in Jackson, Mississippi, graduated with an MD degree. I did my general surgical residency at Morehouse School of Medicine in Atlanta. I did my surgical critical care trauma fellowship at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. And I was on staff there for a couple of years and returned to Grady uh, Morehouse and I retired December 31st, 2019. Wow. Thank you, Dr. Matthews. I am so honored and so happy to have you on I Change the Narrative. And I thank you that you are representing as a black doctor um, in this in this field. So we appreciate you. We thank you for being here. So let's get started with this conversation. What is vitamin D? Okay, first of all, vitamin D is not a vitamin. It is a hormone. Uh, it was discovered 100 years ago. They had discovered vitamin A, vitamin B, vitamin C. So the next substance that they discovered it, they just named it vitamin D. Uh, however, over the last 25 years, we've noticed that it is not a vitamin, it's a hormone. A hormone is different from a vitamin. A vitamin works like a spark plug. It just makes a reaction go at a lower temperature. For example, when you eat, your temperature doesn't go up to 150 degrees. It stays at 98.6 because of vitamins and enzymes. A hormone is a substance that works in your bloodstream and affects multiple different organs in your body. For example, uh, the male hormone testosterone, actually when a kid gets to be about 13 years old, his voice gets deeper, so it affects the voice. He begins to get facial hairs, uh, so it affects the uh, skin and, and hair growth. Uh, he gets muscles, so the muscle growth, and he becomes fertile or able to reproduce, so it affects the reproductive system. So vitamin D is a hormone, it works, so you have receptors on every cell in your body for vitamin D. 
So it works throughout the body on every organ. It's, it's more important than just bone growth. And so you have vitamin D receptors on your heart, your kidneys, your immune system, and so basically everything. So once you learn how to understand vitamin D, you can do a lot of different things with it. So uh, basically having studied it for the last 20 some years, I can probably do more with vitamin D than George Washington Carver Jr. did with the peanut. Wow. So since it is no, it is not a vitamin, it is a hormone. So how Perfect. is it hormone D made? Hormone D is made um, 10%. You only get 10% of vitamin D from your diet. 90% of vitamin D comes from the sun striking your skin. So that's the first clue to tell you this is something special. It's not a vitamin that can uh, you can make in the body. Basically, it is made in the body, but you need the sunlight. And so the sun strikes the skin and produces a chemical that then goes to the kidney or the liver first. And then that compound goes to the kidney. And then it produces 125-hydroxy-dihydroxy vitamin D. So in order to make vitamin D in the body, you need the sun, you need healthy skin, you need a healthy liver, and a healthy kidney. Thank you for that. Can you share with us um, about the hormone D3 and the K2 combined? Talk to us about um, that. I'm not a proponent of K2 because uh, you get a lot of, of uh, K, vitamin K from your diet just by eating green vegetables or leafy vegetables. So uh, very few people I've ever encountered in my life are vitamin K deficient. And so basically, we use vitamin K as a trauma surgeon. I used to use vitamin K to stop hemorrhaging or bleeding in people that were shot or stabbed or had a ruptured liver, or ruptured spleen. So a lot of African-Americans have heart attacks, strokes, which is uh, abnormal blood clotting. So vitamin K helps the blood clot. So you don't want to particularly give people something that could potentially make the blood clot. And a lot of people have poor circulation in their limbs and uh, legs too. So I'm not a proponent of vitamin K since it's not a major deficiency in the body. Mm, that's good. That's good. Um, at Black Sheep Awake on Twitter was told by his nutrition nutritionist that mm -hmm. the hormone D absorbs better um, in liquid form versus capsules. How would you respond to that? Well, it only absorbs better when you have a fatty meal. It's a fatty vitamin. A, D, E, and K all fatty vitamins, whereas vitamin C is a water-soluble vitamin. Mm -hmm. So uh, if, as long as you eat a fatty meal, it gets absorbed better. So that's the thing that increases absorption more than anything is eating, taking vitamin D with a fatty meal. Okay. Um, why does the hormone D deficiency pose a special risk for black people? Well, it poses a special risk for everybody. Uh, half of the world's population is vitamin D deficient. You have 8 billion people on the planet and approximately 4 billion of that 8 billion is vitamin D deficient. Well, in, in regards to African-Americans, your question, uh, most um, uh, African, we, African-Americans have melon in our skin or the pigment that protects us from the sun when you live on the equator. So melon is good at protecting you from the sun. It'll, it, it blocks 98% of uh, the sun rays. So, but as you move away from the equator, you, you, it takes us longer to absorb the same amount of vitamin D as a Caucasian or a lighter skinned person. So we would have to stay in the sun three to 10 times longer uh, to have the same, produce the same amount of vitamin D from the sun. 
So as a result, most dark-skinned people, African-Americans, Hispanics, and, and Middle Eastern people tend to have vitamin D levels that are 30% lower than the average Caucasian or the average um, American. And uh, so their proposals toward more disease uh, burden on the body uh, than anything else. Okay. Are there certain times or months where we need it more? You need vitamin D from the time of inception or creation till death. So you need it from the, like I say, from the cradle to the grave. Okay. Um, you can only produce vitamin D in the Northern Hemisphere, which is above the equator where we live uh, from late March through early October. So you can only produce it during those months. And then during those months, you can only produce vitamin D from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. So right now we're in the month of May. So if you go outside after 3 p.m., you're going to get sunburned. You're not going to produce any vitamin D. So you can only produce it certain months of the year. You can only produce it certain times of the day during that month of the year. Uh, this reason is kind of hard for a lot of, of, of people to understand vitamin D. So in the winter times, uh, vitamin D levels tend to drop 30%. And that's why you get more colds and flus and, and seasonal affective disorder and depression in the winter months because your vitamin D level drops. So therefore, most people need to supplement, especially during the winter months. Mm. Um, what is a normal vitamin, what is a normal hormone D level in the summer and in the winter? Is there a difference? Uh, no, you want your level to stay constant throughout the year. The federal government says 30 nanograms per milliliter, which mm -hmm. is a measure of the concentration of vitamin D in your blood that is taken by a simple blood test. So the federal government says 30 nanograms per milliliter is a normal level. But in my first paper that I wrote on vitamin D, actually, I challenged the federal government's level. So they said, this guy's either a genius or he's crazy. I said, maybe I'm a little of both. But uh, anyway, the way we proved that was that you don't get maximum. We did a thing called the Matthews-Danner-Amiet graph, where we grafted and showed like the physiological responses to vitamin D. You don't get maximum bone density till you get to 40 nanograms per milliliter. So maximum bone density is important with people, especially women with osteoporosis. So the federal government's level of 30 won't give you maximum bone density, so you're still gonna get fractures and all those things. So at 40, you get maximum muscle contraction. This is important for athletes. So vitamin D works very well in athletes and they, they're able to jump higher, run longer, and have more endurance and don't fatigue as fast and get less muscle sprains and strains as a result. Uh, vitamin D level of 40 is also important for you have another hormone we'll call your parathyroid hormone, which sits on either side of your neck here. And um, as a vitamin D level goes up, parathyroid hormone goes down. So your parathyroid hormone doesn't nadir or get to its lowest point till your vitamin D level gets to be 40 nanograms per milliliter. And in our research, we also show that at 30, uh, when you get at 30 or below, your risk of death from vitamin D deficiency goes up by 30%. Wow. So if you come in a hospital, you have a vitamin D level of 18, your risk of death, regardless of what the cause, whether it's a traumatic brain injury, coronavirus, heart attack, stroke, pneumonia, if vitamin D level is very low, your risk of death goes up by 30%. Wow. So why would I not supplement my patients with vitamin D to decrease their overall mortality rate. What are some of the warning signs of hormone D deficiency? Some of the things you see are, are fatigue, somebody that's constantly tired, brain fog, not being able to think correct, 
-hmm. joint pain, bone pain, muscle pain, uh, irritability, uh, not being able to focus well, uh, frequent upper respiratory tract infections, somebody that has sinusitis year-round or real bad allergies or always catching a cold easily. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the signs and symptoms. Insomnia, not being able to sleep well, even hair loss. So when you're vitamin D deficient, you have brittle nails and you often have hair losses. I've had a lot of females who tell me after they started supplementing with vitamin D, the nails got stronger and their hair started growing out and they stopped losing hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you ever have too much vitamin D? Yes, that's called vitamin D toxicity. When I was in medical school uh, 30 years ago, when the dinosaurs ran, ran the earth, uh, they used to tell us that uh, uh, vitamin D, they, they preached about vitamin D toxicity, but vitamin D deficiency is a million times more common than vitamin D toxicity. So it's the deficiency that can kill you. Vitamin D toxicity, you see things like nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain. Then if your level gets too high, you can go into coma and death and things like that. But getting vitamin D toxicity is very, 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 very rare. Uh, I can count the thousands of patients that I had was vitamin D deficient, and I hadn't seen a single episode of vitamin D toxicity. Uh, usually when that happens, this happens from it being mislabeled by the pharmaceutical company or the distribution company and the dosage. So people are taking uh, a lot higher dosages than they think they are. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I know you worked with many high school athletes and professional mm -hmm. athletes. Yes. What are some of the health risks in athletes? Well, in athletes, um, actually, I discovered a pioneer to using vitamin D. It actually decreases concussions in mm -hmm. uh, athletes. And the way it does it is like your skull is a what? Bone, just mm -hmm. like your arm or leg. Right. So thin humans, we have thin skulls compared to a, a battering ram. What does a battering ram do? They butt heads all day. Mm -hmm. uh, rams don't get concussions. They don't fall out and they don't crack their skulls like we normally do because they have a thicker skull like that. And we have a skull that thick. So uh, the skull density determines how much energy gets to your brain, which is a soft tissue or the kinetic energy. So the thinner your skull, the more that energy gets transmitted to your brain and it rattles your brain and sh shake your brain around in your skull. Whereas a ram they have, and, a, and a woodpecker slams his head into a tree uh, 17,000 times a day and they don't get concussions or fall off the tree because they have a thicker skull relative to us. So what vitamin D does is make the skull thicker and tougher and uh, decrease the incidence or chance of getting a concussion. And also, if you get a concussion, it decreases the chronic inflammation and help you heal faster from the concussion. So it's also involved in preventive uh, measures and concussions and in the treatment of concussions. Mm. This is this is all great information. Um, so I, I believe it is Mental Health Month. How is this hormone D connected to our mental health? Well, if you look at the research, all the research literature has shown that uh, patients usually have worse episodes. Uh, all the patients that usually have episodes are often meds. Uh, you see them in crisis, especially with the bipolar, the suicidal people, depression. And so depression is one of the side effects of being vitamin D deficient. So with all the different type of mental patients, 30% of my patients, trauma patients, had mental illnesses, you know, from suicide, homicide, doing different things. And once we got the vitamin D levels well above normal, most of them, you know, anecdotally were, you know, seemed to be pretty much normal. They were regulated and they didn't require as much medication. Mm. Okay. Is this, um, is the hormone deficiency 
um, connected to our eating lifestyles by any chance? Well, remember I said that you only get 10% of vitamin D from the diet. So right. you cannot eat any food that uh, would give you adequate or sufficient vitamin D. So in addition to diet, you're going to need to either get out in the sunlight and or supplement. And um, so 10%, you know, very few foods have vitamin D in it. Milk only has 100 international units. The average person needs anywhere between from babies on up to grown and healthy adults between one to 10,000 I use a day. So you'd have to drink like 30, 40 glasses of milk to get adequate vitamin D. And it's only in fatty fish and mackerel, salmon, tuna, things like that. Even if you eat a good seven, eight ounce uh, of mackerel, you're only going to get 400 uh, international units, which is nearly not enough. So you cannot eat enough of vitamin D in your diet. You, you need to supplement and or get outside in the sun. Thank you for that. Um, so I know I was reading that you invested um, about $2.3 million. 3.5. 3.5 million dollars of your own money into yes. this research. What got you interested in vitamin D? I mean, I'm sorry, hormone D. Well, actually, back in medical school, uh, one of my nutritionist professors said that only thing you need to do is eat three healthy meals a day. So being the smart aleck that I was, I raised my hand. I said, how do you eat three meals, healthy meals a day when only 10% of vitamin D comes through meals? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I told my professor back in medical school, as a, a second year medical student, I said, well, I'm going to prove that wrong uh, in the future. And I'm going to be famous for it. Uh, so basically, I got interested in vitamin D back in medical school because I was a chemistry major. Okay. So I understand everything chemical. Most doctors are biology majors. And most of them had a rough time in biochemistry in medical school. Yes. But everything in the body is a chemical reaction. Everything in the body. So if you understand the body from a chemical uh, cellular standpoint, you know, so most physicians try to treat diseases based on a tissue when it's really the chemical or the cellular level you need to be looking at. Um, were some of your other discoveries about the hormone D as far as something you think we should know and don't because of the lack of research? Okay. Uh, actually, I was awarded one of the first patents for the treatment of concussions, CTE, and uh, traumatic brain injuries um, using high-dose vitamin D. So vitamin D is an anti-inflammatory agent. It's a hormone and it's an antioxidant. So it does many different things. It decreases the swelling in your tissues. It decreases the oxidation in your tissues. So if you can control that in the body, you actually can do a lot of different things. Other things that we noticed in our trauma patients was we cut our heart attack and strokes on our trauma service by 50% by supplementing everybody with vitamin D. Our patients got out of the hospital three to four days faster uh, than they would then before we, before we start supplementing vitamin D. So we lowered our mortality rate from approximately 11% down to 5%, uh, which is significant. You're talking about a 50% reduction in mortality rate on trauma service. That's almost impossible. Uh, so in addition to lowering um, the mortality rate, we lowered the hospital costs because patients were getting well faster. They were having fewer infections, fewer pneumonias. They were getting out of hospital faster, less bed sores. And uh, so we were able to cut the hospital costs. And then we cut our readmissions rate. So patients were not being readmitted to the hospital. That saves the hospital money, too. So over a 12-year period, we had zero lawsuits. Uh, prior to my arrival uh, back in Morehouse, they had over $30 million in malpractice lawsuits. And so the 12-year period I was there, we had zero lawsuits. 
And uh, so that saves you a lot of money if you cut your lawsuits by $30 million. That's huge. And uh, not that my residents were perfect, but the patients were getting out of the hospital faster. They had fewer chances to make fewer errors. Uh, so actually, like I said, it works in traumatic brain injuries, heart attacks, strokes. Uh, so a decreasing amount of infections that you have and uh, decreasing bed sores. Patients were requiring fewer narcotics. Even our addicted patients, when they came back to clinic, they didn't want any more narcotics. And uh, so it can help in this opioid crisis that we're having too. And so uh, my colleague at Mayo Clinic did a study and showed that when your vitamin D level is low, your pain threshold goes down or you experience more pain. Mm. Um, in your research, did you find any difference between um, the hormone levels in a 30-year-old versus a 60- or 70-year-old or 20-something-year-old? 20, um, 20 uh, you would be surprised. Even in sunny Atlanta where you get plenty of adequate sun, most people have air conditioning now, so very few people go outside. And we also have sunscreen, so most people wear sunscreen. Then in the Muslim population, the work, ladies wear burqas where they're completely covered. So some of the lowest vitamin D levels I've seen are in Dubai, which is one of the richest countries on the planet. But most of the women wear burqas and they're not exposed. And so their vitamin D levels are very low. So actually, they sponsor an international vitamin D conference every year on vitamin D deficiency, which I've been invited to speak at several times. So there are about 30 different things that can lower your vitamin D level such as being obese. Obese people store vitamin D in their fat cells <clears throat> and not in their, it's not released into the blood system. Uh, patients with liver disease like sclerosis or hepatitis, remember you need a healthy liver to make vitamin D. Uh, a lot of African-Americans on dialysis. And so uh, the kidney doctors usually supplement them with vitamin D because you need a healthy kidney to make vitamin D also. Uh, elderly people absorb less because as you get older, your skin can absorb as much sunlight to make vitamin D. So a 75 year older can make only 25 percent of the amount of vitamin D as a young person can make. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's about 30 different things. Steroids and AIDS me uh, medication decrease your vitamin D levels. So it's about 30 different things that lower, help lower your vitamin D level. Um, something for us, for some of us to think about um, is the consumption of alcohol. Does that interfere with our um, getting this hormone D? Well, alcohol interferes with your liver. It can cause you know, alcoholic liver disease or fatty liver disease and stuff. So yeah, indirectly it can interfere with your vitamin D level. Okay. So that's something that um, we all need to think about. Yes. <laughs> I was reading that some studies suggest that commonly used tests might overdiagnose or underdiagnose this hormone D deficiency in black people. So what is the best and truest way to get tested? Well, it's a simple blood test. Go to your doctor or your, your, or your healthcare provider and ask for a simple vitamin D test. Actually, most people should be tested yearly with your yearly physical exam to check your vitamin D level because vitamin D has a bigger impact on your health than you think. It affects everything in your body. Uh, even pregnant women, that's why you see a higher fetal uh, maternal mortality rate in African-American women because they have very, very, very low vitamin D levels while they're pregnant. Remember, pregnant ladies trying to feed two people with vitamin D, the, the, the fetus plus the mom. So the fetus is going to siphon off what he needs. And so that's why you see uh, postpartum depression and, and, and just postpartum delusion in, in pregnant women after they had a baby because of you know, vitamin D depleted. Delusion. Wow. 
Um, Dr. Matthews, that is our time. Sure. Um, but before we go, tell our listeners how they can contact or connect with you. Okay, you can reach me through my uh, advertising agency, Epi, epimediagroup.com. Uh, you can, I have a Facebook page, uh, Leslie Ray Matthews. I have an Instagram page, uh, Dr. Leslie Matthews. And so those are three ways that you can reach me, basically. And I have one more question. Are there any, um, which brand do you recommend, or maybe not brand, but which, um, what can you recommend to our listeners in how to purchase, where to purchase? Well, or is it I, yeah, I don't have any stock in uh, vitamin D. I don't sell vitamin D, so I try not to promote anybody. That's been my thing since I funded my own research and did my own independent research. I'm not beholden to anybody. Right. But I just go to the general retail stores, you know, such as Walmart, Publix, or anywhere and buy my vitamin D. So there's no special brand of vitamin D that you need, you know. So there's some good brands out there. So anything at Walmart or, or Publix or, or CVS Pharmacy is good. And just to reiterate, we don't have to purchase the hormone D with the K. Is that correct? No, no I've never recommended that to, I prefer the vitamin D without the K because you don't need K. You're not K deficient. Thank you so much for that. Um, thank you, Dr. Matthews, for um, coming on to the show, for doing your part and changing the narrative. And lastly, for keeping your commitment by being a part of the show. That means a lot to us. Thank if you've enjoyed the show, please let us know. We would love to shout you out and post your comments. If you or someone you know is changing the narrative, please contact us at ichangethenarrative at gmail.com. We would love to share your story. For I Change the Narrative merchandise, please visit us at ichangethenarrative.org. Thank you to our sponsors, So Organic, So Swab. You can follow Sauce on Instagram for the latest in product news and updates at sossd.co. And I also want to give a shout out to um, some of our financial sponsors um, for this show. They don't want to be named, but you know who you are. Um, thank you for always listening. Meet us back here, um, not this Saturday coming, but the next Saturday. We will have more great show, more great conversation at 1 o'clock p.m. Thank you all so, so much for listening to the show.